daylight savings time. Fuck you, daylight savings time. This is retarded. It should not be dark outside right now, right? Stupid daylight savings bullshit. I can't drink whiskey after dark, and now it's dark earlier, so what do I get to drink? Wine. I hope you guys are drinking something delicious for the happy hour. We're going to be doing a new thing because I'm an asshole and I like to change it up. Uh, Now we're doing a lottery, all right? So everyone's put their names in the hat, and I'm going to pull them out, and we're going to see what order they're in. It's going to be super fun. I hope you're all paying attention because if you're not, you might miss your set. Oh, no, but I don't give a fuck because it's just the happy hour. Please stay tuned at 8 o'clock for the showcase. Uh, One special thing about tonight on the happy hour, two comics. Whoever has the two best sets of the night, decided by me and everybody else, uh, they get a 10-minute set on tonight's showcase because we had a dropout tonight. So, hey, you guys get to benefit from someone else being sick. Yay. That's what comedians do, right? We benefit of other people's misery. All right, so uh, let's pick the first name, everybody. Blah, 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 blah. Allison, and no last name. Allison. Allison what? Hooker. Hooker. Oh, Hooker. We're not friends on Facebook. Damn. Because I would definitely know if I had a friend with the last name of Hooker. Because I, well, no, I recently learned the derivation of that whole thing. Uh, it was, um, <laughs> it comes from uh, in the Civil War. There was, a, there was a general and his last name was Hooker. And he was renowned for having a whole corps of women that followed him around to, like, service his soldiers. Uh, and that's how they became hookers. Also, there was a place that the girls used to hang out called The Hook, and so they became hookers. Hey, everybody, she's not uh, that kind of hooker, I promise, all right? But she's going to be very funny, you guys. Put your hands together right now for the very funny Allison Hooker! So my name's Allison Hooker, like she said, spelled just like the profession. And that's always been a fun conversation starter. Like picture me, my first day of junior high, frizzy bangs, crooked teeth, only my nipples had come in. And my first initial and last name on my gym clothes, just a hooker across my chest (laughs) and down the leg of my pants. So that was fun. So I'm single in San Francisco, and it's hard being a strong, independent, horny woman in this city. Like, I think the problem now is that sex has gotten too easy for men. Just swipe a few times, send a few texts, and you're there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if if Tinder has Yelp reviews in the future just to make the whole process faster. But (laughs) sex is so easy that men are turning it down. Like, oh, no, no, not now. I gotta go to yoga class. And he's late. People are always late to go meditate in this city. Have you noticed that? Listen, I've gotta go to yoga right now, like right now. But I know, men wanna chase and there's no chase. But it's left women begging for attention. Like a guy drove by me the other day doing like a jack off motion out of his truck. I fucking chased him down the street. I just walked by a construction site just staring at all of the men. They kept working. (laughs) One guy stopped what he was doing for a second and looked up and said something, so I started walking towards him. He's waving his arms. He's like, hey, lady, you can't walk here. You need to go around the cones. (sighs) Lady, I hate that word. 
But I know, I know, women are confusing because we're like annoyed and pissed off when we get too much attention from men. But we're even more annoyed and pissed off when we don't get enough attention from men. <laughs> we need a lot of attention. This girl's texting like, oh, he's such a dick. He like never texted me back. I'm like, girl, totally. But when did you text him? She's like, like 40 minutes ago. I'm like, yeah, he is a dick, but just give him a little bit of time. She's like, yeah, but he saw my text, like he was responding. And I know that because I saw those little bubbles. Like I saw the bubbles and they just went away. Those texting bubbles can be very stressful. <laughs> and women may have like a tendency to overanalyze these types of things. I'm like, oh, girl, he was responding and then he stopped. He is definitely with another chick right now. <laughs> I know, we're not easy. We're not even easy for ourselves. Like at 31, I'm still completely stunned by my period every month. <laughs> I'll like call up a friend, like, oh. I just don't know what's going on with me. Like, I don't know if I like my job anymore. It's like, ugh, this guy I'm dating is just like distant. I just haven't been happy lately. Like this shit is deep. And then three days later, oh. But, but women, imagine being stunned like this by anything else that happens every month. Rent is due, you're talking to your landlord. You're asking me for rent again? Like, it feels like I just paid. And this is like a lot of money, and you're not even asking that nicely. And, and like, this money just got direct deposited into my account, and, and I'm not really ready to spend it. My room is really small. Like, I'm 31. Why is my room so small? What's going on? But somehow, we manage to forget. Like, I'm kind of convinced whatever hormone is released into our bodies when we have children that makes us forget about the pain is released every month that just makes us forget about this hormonal disaster. Like, I was really disheartened one day when I was angrily texting my ex, and I scrolled up to realize I text him rude things on increments of one month. <laughs> but women's bars are really low in this city. Like, I hear women saying the most ridiculous things. Like, yeah, he's an alcoholic and he sells coke for a living, but he wants to be an event planner. <laughs> like, at least he has ambition. Or he never runs around on me. Like, he tells me when he's gonna sleep with other women. <laughs> like, at least he's honest. <laughs> Shit. I slept with someone the other day because his condoms were expiring. Oh. <laughs> and I don't like waste. Thanks, guys. You guys are great. Allison Hooker! I still can't tell if she likes condoms or doesn't like them. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm going to announce the next three comedians. Uh, they are going to be Tracy Nguyen, Mean Dave, and Haley Benham Arkadon. Did I say that right? All right. Hey. Coming up next, excited to see the comedy of Tracy Nguyen. Tracy? Tracy? Oh, there she is. Yeah. like me for everything like writing down my set list as I'm being called up on my hand um, um, 
So I really liked your set. Um, I feel like female, maybe it's just like female comedians. We're like hornier than like regular girls. I don't know if you agree with that. Maybe that's like really sexist to say actually. But I feel like the sexual frustration in this room just like seeps into our bodies from the dudes. Does anyone agree with that? No? Um, like by osmosis. I don't know. Um, people think that like because I'm in a relationship, I'm getting laid a lot. And it just doesn't. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. Um, like I get so horny sometimes that I have to read like literature about the Ottoman Empire because that's like more salacious than my love life. Um, uh, it's really sad to admit that. Um, but anyway, uh, can you call it PMS if it happens every other day? Like, what do you call that? Um, I've been calling it colic. That's what babies get when they're really ir irritable, which I am um, almost every other day. And, um, you know, babies usually get like swaddled, like wrapped in a blanket and rocked. And like, that's just not a sustainable strategy for adults. That is not a long term strategy. Um, and you know what, neither is microdosing on LSD, <laughs> if we're being real. Like that's, that's just like not socially acceptable. So now I'm taking Zoloft for my allergies. And um, I'm still sneezing a ton, but I'm getting a lot of yard work done. Um, so anyways, I only had two jokes written down, PMS, Zoloft, and then I had the word sex. And that's <laughs> it. Uh, what else? Oh, um, do you guys know that the Pope is a scientist? <laughs> Anyone know that? Uh, yeah, he like studied like chemical engineering um, or chemistry. Um, I don't believe this at all. I'm like, he is a vessel of God, therefore he can only do good. Like he doesn't have like the rigorous inquiry that's required to be a Walter White, you know, like an evil chemist. Um, no chemists are evil. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> Especially not the chemist at Monsanto. Um, <laughs> touche. Touche. Uh, Let's see, what else? Oh, um, I don't think I can tell this joke. Oh. Um, actually, I don't have a joke. Um, <laughs> trying to remember. Okay, bye, guys. Yeah. Bye, guys. Hey! It's a big uh, hey. Okay, she so. She chemists. Oh, oh no, uh, I thought that you okay. were saying bye guys like to the audience. I'm sorry, keep going. Keep going, okay. <laughs> bye guys. Um, you know what, people discriminate against bye guys and I don't think that's fair, you know? It's not fair that, it's not fair that just because you like both sexes that you should be barred from both sexes, you know? Just think about it. And there's not a lot of research out there for bye guys. Like do bye guys like Femi guys and femi girls, you know? Or are they into like butch women and femi men? Like no one knows, because we haven't asked because we're not interested. <laughs> and I don't, I think that's rude, first off. Um, 
I mean, what if someone told you that um, because you liked both chocolate and vanilla, you couldn't have either, okay? What if, um, what if you really wanted like vanilla with like a slice of pie, but like you really liked chocolate, soft serve on a cone when it's hot outside? Um, okay, uh, fuck, I don't have any other jokes, but this is really fun. Um, all right, I'm gonna end my set there. Thank you. Drazen Wed! Bye, guys. I'm sorry, when you said bye, guys, I thought that you were getting off stage. That was completely my fault. I was reading your cues 100% wrong. Uh, bye, guys. That was Tracy Nguyen. Yay! Clap again for her. Yay! Our next comedian, if you're wondering why I have so much energy, it's because the next comedian up, he gave me a sandwich. You see, what I just recently learned is that if you eat food, it gives you energy because food is calories and your body burns those. It doesn't just burn alcohol. That's a lesson I learned today from our next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Mean Dave. Right on. How about you slap your hand flesh together for your host, Pam Benjamin. Works so hard. God damn it. This is good to see some fresh, hopeful faces at the beginning of all their beginning of all their aspiring comedy careers. Beautiful. I, no, because you guys are a great comic audience. I, I started in 2010, and all those people are fucking awful. Uh, you can go see them in the back of the punchline on Sunday nights. Go meet them. Highly recommend it. But uh, you guys already, I just I like the energy here. And I don't normally like anybody, so that's fucking awesome. And, uh, and that was some adorable, some adorable shit to follow right there, talking about the sexual energy in this room. Because, yeah, I'm feeling it now. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Fuck the mic. Let's just fuck. Come on, everybody. Dudes, too. Come on. I mean, dude on dudes. That's what I'm saying. So, so bye, guys. No, uh... No, um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood now. And uh, that's, I was, I was, I'm shocked about that because I'm not in good moods most of the time. Uh, a lot of times, uh, I, I, you know, I, I ride BART like most of you, Barrier Rapid Transit, best public transportation system held together with duct tape and lies. And, uh, and uh, one of the things that's been a popular trend um, has been jumping in front of moving BART trains during commute hours. Um, you can book. See, I, I actually don't mind. I like being late to work and seeing 3,000 pissed off techies all, you know, trying to get to work on time and shit, getting all, you know, you really see the callousness of the human condition. But um, uh, the thing about it, BART's response uh, to the rash of suicides has been billboards at the BART stations that say suicide is not the answer. And I agree with those billboards. Suicide is not the answer. It's a solution. <laughs> There's a difference, you know? Suicide's an answer when it's like, how did Steve die? Oh, he committed suicide, now suicide's an answer. But, uh, and I'm not saying suicide is the right solution, all right? But I am pro-choice, and if you wanna abort your life in the 56th trimester, that's your decision, you know? That's, who am I to stop you? Uh, I'm not encouraging that, by the way, because comedians are sensitive people. Um, but, uh, but I do find it to be pretty condescending because BART doesn't give a shit about... I mean, they want you to live, of course, so you can ride fucking BART, but if BART's really not caring about whether or not you commit suicide. All BART is saying, look, if you're going to commit suicide, please don't commit suicide here. 
You know, they should actually list other ways where you can kill yourself in the privacy of your own home and save people the trouble. Um, and I find, I find that if you are the type of person that's like, I want to kill myself, how can I do that and make a bunch of people late to work? I'm going to jump in front of a moving BART train. You get to the BART station and you see this billboard saying suicide's not the answer. And you're like, you know what? This billboard's making a lot of sense. I'm going to change my mind. The irony is you probably should jump in front of a moving BART train if, I, if advertising has that level of effect on you. Because it's seven billion people on the planet. You sh- we don't need you. Um, but, uh, and, I, and also I'm sensitive to the fact that I, I've actually performed that joke in front of somebody whose brother jumped in front of a BART train in Pleasanton uh, not too long before I told this joke. And uh, he was a 350-pound man wearing camouflage shorts. And he was right. That's, he, he was right. Not a very sensitive joke. So I always, uh, but I do point out something that, that now, and that uh, if there's a silver lining, and if any of you have a friend or relative who, is, who has killed themselves jumping in front of Bart, um, the silver lining is that you don't have to clean it up. Because I've, I've, I've lived in a house where, <laughs> I've lived in a house where uh, someone died in the house as a result of, of their own actions. And uh, believe me, you never want to hear anything similar to, dude, do we call the cops to the coroner because James is totally dead, dude. You don't want to hear that ever. So, a little dark, huh? <laughs> A little dark, but don't worry about it. It gets lighter. You guys are all aspiring comedians just like me, and uh, as you will learn, we are recognize, recognized by shit like absolutely nothing at all. And uh, aspiring comedians, sometimes we are the Jehovah's Witnesses of entertainment. Our jokes go knock-knock, and the audience is like, no one's answering the goddamn door. And uh, I, it is going to be Christmas time, and in Christmas time, my favorite movie of all time is played all the time. It's a, it's a Wonderful Life. You wouldn't expect it to look at me, but I, I love that movie because it's a... <laughs> It's a movie that starts off with a failed suicide, and that picks up my spirits around Christmas. And, uh, and in that movie, there's a famous saying, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. I have a similar saying in stand-up comedy, and that's every time an aspiring comedian quits comedy, good. Thank you very much. I've been Mean Dave. Fuck off. Have a great night. Thank you, Pam. Promoting the stopping of comedy by all of you. Absolutely. Uh, truth and wonderment from Mean Dave. Uh, go see him in Livermore on Thursdays at the Sanctuary. Right on. Uh, if you're out in Livermore, hey, go to Livermore and go see a show. Uh, I've been there before. It's a lot of fun. Our next comedian, I haven't met him before, but I'm going to pronounce his name right. I promise. Put your hands together. It's Haley Benham, Mark Deacon. Thank you very much. Is it this one? I can't hear anything. Yes. All right, good. Am I on the radio? Yes. That's weird. <laughs> I'm on the radio. Hi, everyone. Wow. Super cold. I'm going to start off with an old joke that I'm going to throw away tonight. Who gives a fuck, right? Stand up. I got a million of these at home. Hello? <laughs> this is loud on the radio. <laughs> it's weird that I'm on the radio. That's all. I'm not saying anything about it. All right. No, seriously. Um, they say that if you uh, take a test on um, the same drugs you've studied on, you'll do better. Has anyone heard of that? It's weird, right? Because, um, but I think that, I think the idea is that you're supposed to get in like the same mindset that you were in when you were studying as you are when you're taking the test. But how am I, how am I going to, how am I going to take an exam with a parrot sucking my dick with a Tempur-Pedic mattress over it? while a couple sumo wrestlers are fighting to jerk me off while I'm snorting cocaine 
like on the rail on the over to the side. Okay, so I, every time I take a test, it's like, well, I can't do that. So I f keep failing because I'm not right in the right f uh, frame of mind. Uh, I like when, uh, God, it's horrible. I've been with my girlfriend for three months. And yeah, was, I just farted in front of her for the first time. And she just touched my butt for the first time. The second part was the punchline. I wrote, feeding wine to a wolf. If anyone knows what that means, I don't. Maybe I did last night. I guess I was, I don't know. Does that feeding wine to a wolf? It's interesting. It's like four or five words. It kind of rhymes or whatever. Uh, let's see. This. Uh, I just pooped the shit out of my butt. <laughs> I have this problem with my asshole where my girlfriend has to look at it and tell me how disgusting it is. Does anyone have that problem? The medical condition with my anus. With my anus. Does the mean that I'm done or one minute away? One minute. Uh, and it hasn't even happened yet. Oh, I'm still live on the radio. Live at uh, one oh, what is it? Mutiny Radio. Mutiny FM. Radio. All right. Uh, I have this friend. Uh, I think, but I'm I'm worried about her. Uh, I think she might be a cannibal. Uh, her name is Rosemary, and her favorite food is rosemary. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's okay. That's fine. Uh, no, Rosemary uh, actually is a real person, and. Um, she has cancer. She's standing in the back of the room. But if it's, if it's not funny, it's not funny. <clears throat> I forgot. She wanted me to tell that joke. That was part of the end of it. I still have time. Shut up. Dale got another lawnmower today. Oh, I'm sorry. That was an inside joke. Uh, I have a 24-carat bag of carrots. Right? All right. There we go. That's... Uh, what? Too soon? Um, or whatever. Uh, I have, I gotta have one more in here that doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, inappropriate. This is not even a joke. It's just a picture. It's an abstract drawing. Uh, it's just lines or whatever. Oh, uh, this one's hella long. I don't have time for that, to read that one. Long as fuck. Punch, it's not even good. All right, thank you. For, that's all for me. Thank you. Haley, Benham, Mark Deacon. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, your next comedian is a very, very special man. Uh, he is an old soul. The only reason I know that is he runs a show every Sunday from 10 to midnight called Old Soul Radio. I know he's only 20 years old, but I see the deepness in his eyes and in his heart. Feel it too and clap wildly, you guys. It's Mike Evans Jr. Yo, yo. I like how the last guy brought up his joke book with him. Where's, where's he at right now? Yeah, dude, that was that was awesome. Is it like weird when you drop it somewhere? Did anybody ever catch you writing jokes sometimes? Uh, no, I usually write them at home and stuff. Uh, 
Let's go, let's go. <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> it's the best place. Because it's dark shit, right? It's like shit that's like you shouldn't be talking about that's in your book, right? Oh, yeah, Pretty much. Looks, and then you read it, and then you're like, I don't even know why that's funny. It just seems crazy. Right? <laughs> I, I, I left my, uh, my joke book open at school the other day, and it's like the worst shit ever. I left it open, went to use the bathroom, and I came back, and everybody just looked at me like I was this huge asshole. <laughs> It's like, this guy thinks rape is funny? Like, this guy... Because I definitely should have been taking notes for the class, but now I look fucked up, and now it's just... It's bad. <laughs> Man. During that week of school, uh, the teacher calls up all the students to talk about ourselves, to introduce ourselves. I'm like, hey, you know, my name is Mike, and I do stand-up. The teachers always ask the same thing. They're like, oh, since you do stand-up, can you tell us a joke, Mike? Can you tell us something funny? And I'm just like, nah. I never can, because it's like, when I open my mouth, instantly every girl doesn't want to sleep with me. That's the thing. I don't want to just instantly friend zone myself on the first day of school in front of all these people. That's not how it's going to go. You know what I mean? I'm glad there's women here tonight, right? Props to the women comedians, right? It's awesome. It's awesome. I have a hard time understanding women myself right now. It's, it's tough. I'm 20. I'm like at that age where like all I can go to, it, only clubs I can go to are 18 and up clubs, which suck really bad when you're 20. Because <laughs> it's like, it's tough because like girls will ask me, like I'll ask girls to dance and shit now, and they're just like, hey, you gonna buy me drinks first? I'm like, the fuck do you want me to buy you? A Sprite? Like I'm not, not even old enough. It's fucking terrible. I don't like nightclubs in general though. Nightclubs are just shitty. They're just places where there's a bunch of guys trying to fuck and a bunch of girls pretending like they're not trying to fuck <laughs> until a cute enough guy tries to fuck them. Right? That's the whole dancing scenario. It's like a girl's just dancing by herself, just, just dancing with her friends and shit. And a guy, like a, like a lone warrior, walks up and just tries to like really just sexually, sexually dance with you. Right? And at first it's like it's completely not okay. She's like, oh no, but if he's cute, it's okay. Right? If he's cute, it's like, oh, all right. And the, the girl, you do that thing, right? You check in with your friend. You're like, oh, is he cute enough to fuck me? Is that, is, is that okay for him to be humping me? And if it's a yes, then it's great. But if it's a no, it's always some bullshit excuse, right? It's like, oh, I'm looking for my friend. I'm sorry. I can't dance with you right now. Like, this is not how you look for your friend. That's bullshit. This is not how you look, ladies. It's not. Or if not that, it's like, oh, I have a boyfriend. Like, clearly not a good one, right? <laughs> he lets you come to a place where he knows people are gonna try to fuck you. That's not, that's not a good boyfriend. I'm just saying, I don't know. It's tough. I'm on Tinder a lot, too. I'm addicted to, like, really bad things. Tinder and porn, which is way too accessible. You know what I mean? I was just addicted to things that are harder to find, like unbiased news, you know? <laughs> If I was addicted to that, I'd be a better off person than just jacking off every night. Like, it's, it's bad. Porn and weed. There's things that, you know, trigger endorphins. They're just really great things that are way too easy to find in San Francisco. Uh, first time I jacked off. Well, not the first time. I don't remember that. It was like, it's like the best day ever. It's like birth. You don't, you don't remember it, but it was the greatest day ever, right? That's what jacking off day was for me. But, um... My, <laughs> my rookie year into the porn game was started in um, my grandma's house. I used to jack off at her house all the time because she had Comcast, and Comcast has HBO softcore porn, which is terrible porn now that like, I'm a pro at it. But back then, 
back then it was great. It was Victoria's Secret and fucking that 70s show and HBO softcore porn. Just the three main jack-off things, right? This guy relates, right? Same shit? Okay, cool. But what made it cool about Comcast is that Comcast had this amazing button. If you look at Comcast remotes, they had this little white button above the channel button. It's called the last button. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's a little button that allows you, when you press it, it instantly changes you to the last channel you were just watching. So I'd be jacking off to like HBO shit and then hit last, I'm jacking off to Telemundo. You know, just going back and forth and it's great. I don't know, I'm doing it with my left hand, I normally, just for anybody who's wondering, I guess. But uh, that's my time, guys. My name is Mike and have a good night. happy hour but we're bringing out the big guns that was mike evans jr please listen to his show every sunday from 10 to midnight here on the station it's called old soul radio he kills it every time hey just let you guys know our next comedians on the lottery are going to be trina jason balmforth and stefan massey right now hey we haven't seen her in a couple weeks and we missed it i i finally finished out the rest of the starbucks card you gave me and i loved it loved it to the last drop my darling uh put your hands together everybody it's trina hey Oh, so I uh, I was I was listening to an interview of Phyllis Diller by uh, Kelly Carlin because I wasn't going to open mics and that was making me feel guilty, so I had to do something, right? Um, which is good. You guys should check it out. Uh, if you can tell the generational difference between the two of them, because at one point Kelly asks Phyllis, um, "What was that like for you?" Right, because as the daughter of George Carlin, she's been to a lot of therapy sitting across it from people with a pin asking her, right? I, you know, th- our generation is so accustomed to this psychobabble, it's crazy. Like, you know, we're, um, what are you solving for? Well, like, come on, we're all solving for the same problem, which is, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just fucking, and now you're fucking, what the fuck you? <laughs> That's what the fuck university. <laughs> of life. Um, so Phyllis was saying, you, 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 you build the audience up and put yourself down. She's very known for her self-deprecating humor. You got to put yourself down, the audience up, and it's like, they got to love it, you know, that 50s. I'm like, wait a second, hold on, hold on. You get a group of people together, you call them an audience, and the best way to make them laugh is to humiliate yourself? Okay. You guys are some motherfuckers, you audience. I see what you're trying to do here. Fine. So fine, 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 fine. Well, you think because I'm white and skinny I can't humiliate myself? <laughs> really? So let's see, the most recent, I think, humiliation was um, almost choking on a protein bar. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I took a bite, I looked down, and then the whole thing was right there in my esophagus. (laughs) And so after five minutes, I started to panic. I called my mom, of course. Mom, don't worry, everything's gonna be okay, I'm okay. I can breathe. 
right? So after like 15 minutes, then you're like, okay, well, this is, right? You like start wrapping your mind around the fact that this is how you're going to go out, right? Like your life is going to, and my life was going to end like the pothead version of Charlie Sheen. (laughs) 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 Right? Like, okay, this is it. This is it. That was fun. Um, So I decided, well, okay, maybe I can get it to go the other direction. So I had my head in the toilet bowl. That was for a while. But okay, good news though, if, if you're ever in that situation, all you have to do is try to take the lock off your phone. Like you can't find that shit anywhere on your iPhone, which is really distracting, really distracting. So I know what could be more humiliating, more cat jokes, right? Um, I'm going to register my cat as an emotional support pet. Don't tell her that, though. She would be like, don't put that shit on me. I'm not even, right? Like, she, cats do play catch. It's just that they play catch laying down, right? Like, oh, that was a sucky throw. What do you, I can't. Why don't you just grow a pair of balls and then throw them right? Anyway, so I can't throw balls. Or grow balls. Anyway, you guys have a good evening. Sharita! Playing with her kitty every night. Yeah! Me too. I love my cat. He's very fluffy. Uh, Hey, guys. Put your hands together. Your next comedian funny guy lent us his hat so we could have this fantastic lottery. Put your hands together. It's Jason Balmforth. Oh, fuck. This is the only lottery I'm ever going to fucking win. Um, I fucking hate inkblot, inkblot panda art. Can I, can I just get that out of the way? I just, I fucking hate inkblot panda art. Because I was watching Fifty Shades of Grey, because the power of boners is an amazing thing. And when you're trying to impress somebody, it doesn't matter who... And it doesn't matter what on the 10-point scale she is. Fifty Shades of Grey makes you look like a much more open-minded individual. But I saw Fifty Shades of Grey, didn't like it, but whatever. But now, every time I see inkblot panda art in a fucking movie or anywhere on the street, I just think about another disappointing evening I had. (laughs) So inkblot panda art has become my trigger. I also learned Yelp's getting out of control. I learned this a uh, couple weeks ago. A friend of mine got out of jail because that's the kind of company I keep. And um, got out of jail, and he said, fuck it, didn't like it, it was an awful time. I'm going to leave him a bad Yelp review. And I said, they don't have Yelp pages. No, they fucking totally have Yelp pages. Denver Correctional, four stars, would recommend to a friend, nice CEOs. <laughs> This is true. Yelp has gotten so out of control that it's a requirement for some jobs, if they hire you, you have to leave them a good Yelp review. I've only had this happen at two jobs. One was a restaurant and the other was a porn store. I don't know about you, but it's really hard to give a porn store anything more than three stars. For that fucking matter, Who thinks that their opinion is so important that they have to rate something on the Michelin star scale? 
No one cares, dude. I think they, and, and nowhere gets a five-star review. Nowhere on the internet gets a five-star review on Yelp. Nowhere. I think the only place on earth that would get five stars would be a meth house. And it would be because five stars, meth was here. Four stars, I got stabbed. And then there's people, which is the Yelp of people. I don't know about you, uh, show of hands, who wants to know what every one of their friends, families, and ex-relationships think about them on a five-point scale? I do. So you're alone. Because I sure as hell don't. I know what all my reviews would be. Two stars stole my car. And that's going to be every review. Not just like one, but every single one. I just want to fucking punch a giraffe. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if the giraffe has it coming, but I just want to punch one. Maybe it's because I want to punch a brontosaurus and a giraffe is as close as I'm going to fucking get. Or maybe, maybe it's because I watch too much goddamn Animal Planet and I know a giraffe has a 10-inch tongue and I can't take my girlfriend to the zoo anymore. Ah. <laughs> uh. I got a minute. I'm going to milk it. So, I have learned that getting free drinks in a bar, not always as fun as you would think. I finally understand what all the ladies are bitching about when the guy buys you a drink in a bar because I went drinking in the Castro recently and this guy bought me a lot of drinks. And the let's be friends excuse works about as well as it does when a lady uses it on me. But long story short, Raymond's a nice guy and a very generous lover. Very generous. Because he's very generous with the tequila. Um, okay, final joke. I learned one thing this week. One very important thing. I was in Amoeba Records browsing some records because that's what you do there. And uh, someone came up behind me and started kneading my balls like two hard-boiled eggs in a tube sock. <laughs> And uh, I turn around, and it is the ugliest goddamn woman I have ever fucking seen. Oh, no. And she handed me a note, and this note said, and I quote, I gift you $200 to sock, yes, sock, S-O-C-K, yo dick. If you want, I'd be going outside. <laughs> and I learned two fucking things. One, ugly women need love too. And two... $200 buys a shit ton of records at Amoeba. <laughs> and I'll leave you guys on that. Jason Bonforth, huzzah! Uh, I'd like to remind you guys that you're listening to the Happy Hour on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and tonight we're taking the two best sets of the night and we're giving them showcase sets on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. So the two best sets of the night, determined by me and other people that have opinions are going to decide uh, what's going to happen with that. Our next comedian, he is a funny guy. I actually, out of nowhere yesterday, started quoting one of his jokes. I said, Chernikova has begun to gesticulate wildly. It's about as far as I got. Put your hands together. It's Stefan Massey. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Pam. That that warms my heart like nothing else. You you don't even know. Uh, you guys like my shirt? I love your shirt. Thank you. Okay, that's a lot more recognition than I was expecting, but it is a room of mostly of comedians, so I guess that's not terribly surprising. This is one of my favorite shows in existence. Go watch it if you haven't uh, seen it already. Um, I'm driving down to San Jose tomorrow. I'm hanging out with a buddy of mine. Um, we're gonna uh, just chill, drink. Uh, he's got a hotel room uh, that his work provides for him, uh, and I'm just, I'm just really, I'm really pumped. Uh, and I, I think my ten-year-old self would be very proud of the fact that I'm still planning sleepovers. Uh, I was in a bathroom the other day, and uh, this guy was washing his hands, and the water shut off in the middle of him performing this task, and he just goes, what? Come on, the drought's not that bad. <laughs> and I feel like the reality of the situation before him, combined with how fervent he was in his denial of that reality, uh, sort of made a case for the opposite. Uh... <laughs> I have been wanting to quit caffeine lately, uh, but I've realized that I only ever feel totally, you know, alive, awake, and present when uh, I'm doing some shit that really scares me. So my plan is to, uh, when I come into work every day, ask out a different coworker, the men and the women, and then uh, I won't need caffeine anymore, and I won't need to socialize with my coworkers. It's win-win. <laughs> Um, I went to a party last weekend, and people were drinking mixers that had Pepto-Bismol in them. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. It was abysmal. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud slash ashamed of that. Uh, my brother moved home recently, and uh, we've been hanging out a bit. Uh, all my brother listens to in his car are techno mixes that he has ripped from uh, British radio. No. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, some of them are good. But it's, it's interesting from the perspective of an American because it's almost impossible to understand anything they're saying unless you have like a fucking linguistics master's degree. Like, uh, like I'll get into his car and, and I just hear, you're locked into the world famous BBC Radio 1. We got AU11 Denver. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Everyone loves a good mushy pee, right? What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's a fascinating culture from an outsider's perspective, I guess. I'd love to learn more about it one day. Uh, I went to a hip-hop show last weekend. Uh, the undisputed MD MVP of the evening was a little man by the name of Danny Brown. He's a <laughs> yeah. He's got a, a crazy amount of energy. It's 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 ridiculous. Like, God help us if Danny Brown ever decides to get into politics. Like, I can just imagine him on the campaign trail. I want to talk to you about the wage gap in this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but really, I would love to see him take up some kind of cause because I think that he has the charisma and the demographic appeal to go all the way with it. Like, I don't know, he could uh, stump for climate change. Reduce your carbon footprint, brick up your fireplace, take public transportation, stop fucking Mother Earth! <laughs> uh, I need to play some colleges, I guess. Um, so, does Cat Fancy have a moratorium on how long they go between issues uh, without using the word perfect in one of their articles, or have they just accepted that that's their thing and they need to own it? 
That is that is a very dumb joke. But I will go to my grave defending dumb jokes. I, in fact, if <laughs> that's part of the bit, dude. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not that defensive about my my dumb jokes. Uh, <laughs> In fact, if I don't die in some, in some manner that involves a dumb joke, I probably fake Mount Death. I fully expect that my last act on this earth will be to leave a bloody trail leading up to my keyboard, uh, my gnarled fingers typing out a hackneyed one-liner that someone probably did better a few weeks ago, and just before my soul leaves my body, I will hit send to the dozens upon dozens of followers I've amassed over the years to let out my final groan-inducing thought, Panda Excess. Thank you, I've been Stefan Massey. Stephen Massey loves orange chicken. Yeah! That was Stephen Massey. Hey guys, uh, let me tell you the next three comedians are going to be Sid Singh, John P. I'd like to know what your whole last name is. And Sanj. Sanj. We can call him Sanj. We can call him Sanj. Uh, that's going to be the third one. So right now, coming up for your listening enjoyment and hilarity laughter times, please slap your meatballs together. It's Sid Singh. Hey. Whoa. We made it to me, my favorite part of the show. Uh, I want to give this uh, dedicate this set to the middle of the audience that is no longer with us. R.I.P. They had a good run. They believed in themselves, and I can't fault them for that. Uh, I was reading this article that my friends posted on Facebook because it's 2015, and that's how you start jokes now. And uh, it was this horrible article on the Atlantic that was like, ah. Oh, Women aren't funny, and it's because society doesn't let women be funny, which is garbage. Because first of all, of course women aren't funny. Women are not funny at all. But you know who else isn't funny? Men. Men are also not funny. You know who is funny? Exceptions. That's it. Those are the only people. The average person is not funny, and you know this because we have all been in a conversation with the average person, and it was horrible. It was not a fun time. I don't understand why we pick on women when we know we can, everyone here can name five dudes who are not funny. And by that, I mean we can all name the list of this open mic. All right, guys, I'm trying to be mean for no reason. Uh, man, I have so much anger. I don't know why I have so much anger. Every time I talk about this Atlantic uh, article, I just get all fired up for no reason. It was a poorly written article that'll be written again in six months uh, by someone else. Um, I went to a drag show recently because that's, that's how I try to impress women. And uh, my, uh, right? Uh, and I was super uncomfortable at the drag show, which I, you never want to admit as a straight male in a very liberal city, right? That you were uncomfortable at a drag show. And in my defense, it wasn't like the stereotypical reason. Like, you know, people, oh, you're afraid of the drag show? Well, you're afraid someone's going to think you're gay? Oh, you're afraid someone's going to think you're gay? And it's like, no, I am not afraid someone's going to think I'm gay. I am used to people thinking I'm gay. Like, that's not a deterrent. But I was uncomfortable, and I think I realized why I had finally been to enough drag shows in my life that I just looked at performing in the eye, and just in my head I thought, I am so happy that you are allowed to express whatever gender you feel you are. I just wish that gender uh, was also talented. You know what I mean? Like, that's all <laughs> I wanted to say. But that was the first time in my life where I was like, oh my god. I'm so happy that you are who you really are on the inside, but at the same time, I still pay $10 for this. You know what I mean? I still paid $10. You know what your gender should do? Rehearsal. They should go to rehearsal a few times. I just... I hear you. 
You know what it was? It was a lady who was shaving herself, and she cut herself four different times. And the whole time I was like, for every drop of blood, I am still not impressing this girl. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I was thinking was, not only am I a little grossed out, but also it turns out she had a boyfriend the whole time. Like, that's what... Uh, I was trying to figure out why she was kind of into me, though. It turns out her boyfriend's Indian. Uh, so <laughs> means nothing, but now I'm like, no, no wonder she was willing to have a conversation with me for two days. All right. Uh, man, it's weird being Indian in this country. That's what I've learned. That's, I think uh, being in this city has helped cement it, but it's weird. Indians are just in this weird middle ground, you know, where we don't have it as good as white people, but we still have it a lot better than black people. You know what I mean? And I feel like Indians need to admit that, both of those things. Because you see a lot of these like, oh, the struggle is real. It's like, but it's worse for other people, right? And it's like, oh, we got a good, but other people have a better. Like there's, uh, I think the best way to describe it is when I am with my white friends, I am the black one. Do you understand? And when I am with my black friends, I am the white one. And when I am with my black and white friends, uh, I'm probably at the Brainwash Cafe. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> they don't hang out very often. Uh, but it's weird. I was being interviewed by my buddy Kurt, and, and he was like, uh, okay, but can't we agree? It's 2015, Indians don't face any racism. I think the, and I'm just like, yeah, exactly. You, by the way, that's creepy as hell, but I, I'm still glad that you're agreeing with me. <laughs> You, you seem like a really nice guy, and I want you to know you are the nicest guy in the creepiest way possible. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Everything you're doing is so sincerely nice, and you would think I would accept it as sincerely nice, but the whole time, like, I really wish white Osama bin Laden wasn't as happy with me. You do. He's, he's, again, he's very sincerely nice. I am not trying to be mean to him. I just want him to know one of us is bombing. All right. Uh, sounds good. Okay, so here, real quick, I want to end on this. Uh, it's, of course, Indians face racism. But you could argue that Indians deserve more racism. That's what I've learned. Listen, keep listening. Keep listening, Uncle Obama. Uh... Not from white people, but definitely from Latinos. Do you understand? The other brown people who have it much worse than Indians, they should be allowed to be a little racist to us. Because everyone keeps saying that Latinos take jobs. But you know who really takes jobs? Indians. Indians take jobs. Indians are doctors, lawyers, CEOs. One of us just stopped running for president. Like, not only do Indians take jobs, we're taking your best jobs. So you should be allowed to be a little racist to us. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Peace. Sitting. Huzzah. Hey, your next comedian, uh, I, he has a last name that he wrote down, and I, I, he said I couldn't pronounce it, and he's absolutely right. Please put your hands together. Everybody, it's John P. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is John P. Um, I'm 12 years old. Um... If you want to find me online, you can do so at www.cougarlife.com. That's a fact. Um, I'm half Greek, which means I can braid half of my eyebrows. Uh, I'm also kind of a small guy, which means that I have to wear layers at room temperature. 
Whenever they were deciding what the fuck room temperature is, they did not consult everyone with the BMI of a Chinese grandmother. <laughs> uh, I pulled an all-nighter for school the other day. All-nighters are weird because you get to that point at 3 in the morning where you can't tell if what you're writing makes sense anymore or if it's just another acid flashback. Okay. <laughs> um, I haven't been laid in a while uh, because I respect women. Sometimes girls say that they like a guy with a nerdy side, but I think that's a bunch of bullshit because you can't pick up on a girl by saying, hey, I could tell you you're beautiful in three different languages, one of which is C++. The second of which is Klingon. Uh, I like my women like I like my coffee, mostly from poverty-stricken Latin American countries. Um, oh. <laughs> Hold on, I'll fix it. <laughs> I, uh, he's now, he's now king. Thanks. I get, <laughs> I get uh, depressed sometimes. A lot of people don't understand depression. They think it's about being sad. It's not. It's the insatiable urge to go camping in bed. Ask anyone who just went camping how the trip went. They'll be like, oh, man, it was great. I haven't seen anybody all week. Uh, haven't had to reply to a single email or phone call. I've uh, lived on nothing but uh, canned beans and Eggo waffles. I haven't showered since I left. I'm gonna be like, fuck, me neither. Um, <laughs> thank you, Pam. I like to do that too. <laughs> uh, I was passing by uh, the city of Stockton on the freeway the other day, um, and there's a sign on the side of the road that says, next stop, tourist information. And I was wondering when the fuck that sign was put up. <laughs> When was that, like, when was Stockton's golden era? Like, when were people going to Stockton as tourists? Like, oh, honey, I don't know what we're going to do this Memorial Day weekend. Oh, I have an idea. Let's take the kid and the dog and the van, and let's go to Stockton and smell the shit. Okay, you're all from Stockton, I, I guess. Um, I was going through puberty the other day. Uh, Really, it's really weird as a guy uh, because no matter how many weird discussions you have with adults or teachers or how many videos you watch in sixth grade about jizzing in your bed, no one tells you that you're going to get a hairy butthole. Like it's top <laughs> secret. Uh, like they're waiting for you to come to school one day and be like, yo, teach. I know a lot of weird changes are supposed to be happening, but I think something's gone terribly wrong. My eyebrows aren't the only thing I can braid. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. That's my time. John P. Yeah! You guys are listening to the happy hour here on Mutiny Hour, mutinyradio.fm. Hey, I'm going to have to shorten the sets because the list is so long right now. Uh, please, I'm going to be honking you guys right around 3 now instead of 3.30, so just so you know. And then also, the two best sets of the night get 10-minute sets on tonight's showcase on Pam Chastis Comedy Clubhouse because we had some dropouts. So, yay. So, hang around tight because some of you are going to win some longer sets. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, he is a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, we love him very much. He wears a weird hat. Put your hands together. It's San Genoa. Nothing can So I don't know whether you guys can tell, uh, I'm an actor, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a bit part in Donald Trump's anti-immigration ad. 
I played uh, rapist number two, you know? My job was to pretend I couldn't climb a wall, and that was, that was basically that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I met my first Native American the other day, and I've never been so disappointed. It was just, you know, it was just like, damn, dude. Like, I thought I was going to meet, like, Pocahontas, but, like, it was like Lilo and Stitch. Oh, no, that's, that's fucking wrong. I shouldn't have said that. But let me tell you. I'm actually East Indian, so the Mexican joke was bullshit. I'm East Indian, and it's just like, when I see Native Americans, it's just like funny, because it's like, goddamn, like if Columbus knew his way, like I would have been you. Like, that's kind of, all right, we're moving, we're moving on, we're moving on. I don't need to watch uh, horror movies anymore, because I keep seeing those anti-smoking ads. Have you seen those? It's like fucking scary as fuck. Like someone comes on like, I used to brush my teeth. Now I brush my speech valve. It's like, God damn it. Like, put your scarf back on. I'm so sorry. All right. Uh, money, buy <laughs> money buys sex. Uh, if not direct, it, it does this directly, but it does indirectly too. You know, like I know when I'm rich and famous, I'm going to get so much. I'm going to get so, like, it's like, all right. Yeah, you want to have dinner with me? It's like, Sant, you like a brother to me. I'm a millionaire. I could fuck a brother, you know? That joke would work way better if I was black. Uh, I wish I was black. No, I don't. No one does. I don't. Uh, uh, I don't wish I was black. White people wish you were black? Really? Just Jim Crow and then slavery and then fucking Africa before that? I don't know. They wish they had black culture. Africa was the worst. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. I've never been butt fucked, but I have eaten El Pollo Loco. And... Uh, that's just, you know, I can't, I just have to call people for the next week just canceling. You know, dude, I, I fucking can't. I can't feel, I can't fucking feel my life. Yeah, ah, uh, ah, uh, it's right, man. Yeah, that's fucking, that's right. Uh, people don't give a shit about pets. They don't, you know? Like when your grandma gets cancer, you fucking get her some chemotherapy, you know? When Spot gets a growth on his ear, you fucking don't want to take a chance, so you just drop him off in Chinatown, you know? And someone eats it. Someone eats him, dude. All right. All right. I'm going to try this next joke. It's probably not going to work because in, in a pattern of my, my previous jokes. But uh, I do this thing uh, where I try to be, I try to do like good for like sexual, sexual violence. So on the weekends, I go to frat parties and I go up to really drunk girls just passed out and I write thank you on their palms. And uh, if I'm cocky, I write you're welcome. Yep, that sounds about <laughs> sounds about right. I'm finished on this. Uh, I'm Indian American, and uh, Ziz Ansari is basically representative of Indians Americans in comedy. And I don't know whether that's such a good thing, you know, because it's like almost like you can't take him seriously. Like he just gets on stage, like damn, <laughs> you know. I don't even like donuts, but not you mention it. I really want some, you know. <laughs> Damn, where'd my dignity go? Is it over here? Maybe it's over there. I don't know, but there's jizz everywhere. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys have been great. Sam, she's going to jizz everywhere. Be careful. Uh, let me tell you guys about the next three comics that you're going to see. They're going to be Leo Zinger, Ben Lupinetti, and F.C. Sierra. Please remember, the best sets of the night, the two best sets, they get to do 10-minute sets on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse tonight. It's very exciting. Hey, put your hands together for your next comedian, the very funny Leo Zinger. 
Damn, I got punked. Hey, how are you doing, guys? So, um, I'm, I'm good, feeling good, too. I, I quit drinking, guys. I, yeah, which sucks. Uh, not drinking has really ruined my life. Because I used to drink a lot. Uh, me and my co uh, college buddy, we used to have this drinking game. And uh, we call it, uh, whenever the fuck you feel like it. <laughs> that was the name of our drinking game. And the rule is, uh, you take a shot whenever the fuck you feel like it. And you can't cheat either, because you're only going to cheat yourself. <laughs> uh, the joy of life. Joie de vivre. Yes. That's my, that's my fucking tribute to uh, Paris. <laughs> That's bad. Um, I once, uh, the other day I walked into a women's bathroom. Uh, the other day I walked into a women's bathroom by accident. Then I made up for it by jerking off in it intentionally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm desperate for love too. Uh, I, I don't even care f about sex as much as, as love. <laughs> really, seriously, because uh, you know, I, yeah, I've had enough sex. Like one time, I, this, I, I, I was uh, in, in, like this hooker came up to me at night and she said, uh, uh, I'll blow you for 100 bucks. Like, do you want a blowjob for 100 bucks? And I, I, and I, I wanted to be like funny, so I said, uh, how much for love? And uh, she said, oh, you want me to swallow? So that's $50 more. <laughs> so that's the answer, you guys. <laughs> Love is $150. <laughs> you can buy it in Tenderloin. So uh, <laughs> I was uh, in the bar, and I was trying to go to the bathroom. I didn't know there's a code in the bathroom where if you, there's a line then if you were going number two, then you have the priority to go. I didn't know this. So, but, but then, uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird rule. I know that, I know that. But I, I, I was in this bar and there's one person ahead of me uh, waiting for the bathroom. And uh, I had to stand behind him. I was like, uh, and he asked me, he turned around. He said, hey dude, you're, you're, uh, you know, do you want to go number one or number two? I was like, well, I was thinking about number two, but, <laughs> Can I do both? Like, I think they they come, you know, together. They come with a territory. I don't, I don't think you can just go number two and without number one. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Like, do you just want me to go? Mm, I'm just not gonna pee. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Uh, I, I'm pretty much of a gentleman. I'm dating and uh, I don't know the rules. Like all these rules now these days, like uh, used to be uh, no means no. And now it has to be like yes means yes. You know, I, I don't even like, I can't follow all these rules now. I think, I think the rules should be just you, you, you mean what you say. How about, how about that? How about that? Because because I don't want to go to jail for some fucking, fucking semantic errors, you know? <laughs> some people are like, did you mean yes or no, or maybe, or whatever, you know? Uh, yeah, so uh, what else? I, I grew up in, uh, in uh, China, overseas, actually. Uh, 
And uh, I really hated the, the experience because uh, coming here, I, I now I, because growing up, I didn't know, like, we didn't have a lot of things. My main thing is we didn't have sex ad. We didn't have any sexual education. And uh, I missed out because fucking, I didn't know anything about my own body, you know, growing up. Like, <laughs> seriously, I didn't even, like, for instance, I didn't even know, I ha in fact, I didn't even know I had a penis until I was 18 years old. I seriously, and uh, I finally, but then I finally learned to jerk off and, uh, but I still hadn't seen a woman's body yet at that time, you know? Which was hard because imagine, like, do you know how hard it is to jerk off to something you've never seen before? <laughs> you know, every night I was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come on, some, yeah, whatever you have down there. It's like, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. All right, thank you very much, it's my time. Never failing us with a variety of sex jokes that no one's ever heard before. It's crazy. I never even thought of that. Hey, uh, your next comedian, another funny guy. He runs a show here all the time called Hired Killers, and it's amazing. Put your hands together. It's Ben Lupinetti. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys are lucky. Uh, thank you, Leo, for all that information. That was... I, my main takeaway from watching your set is uh, sex workers don't appreciate sarcasm. They don't, they don't want to hear, like, a eh, tough blowjob, isn't it? It's like, it's a living, you know? You don't, they, there's no Flintstones banter there. There's just straight to business. Please, come in. You're missing something beautiful here. Fridays are the day I come to Mutiny for the open mic evening. And when I go to see my therapist, uh, today I made sure to uh, chew a piece of nicotine gum so she wouldn't feel the bourbon on my breath. That's, uh, I think I'm doing mental health correctly. It doesn't, uh, it, yeah, yeah, uh, fuck you. get real for a minute. <laughs> my dad was asking me about my job prospects and I told him I got a new business plan. It's a taxi cab. Well, that doesn't actually go anywhere. See, we're always trying to get somewhere in life, right? We're always trying to get further in our career. We're trying to get into the relationship we want. We're trying to get that thing we're after. And we always imagine that when we get that thing we want, when we get where we're trying to go, that then we'll be happy. Then we'll feel good and we can stop struggling. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but what if we get to where we're trying to go. Excuse me, I'm gonna step on your jokes. And we still aren't happy. What if we get the thing we wanted and then we lose it? Case in point. What do we do then, Ken? I say, 
Why postpone happiness for when we've gotten to where we're trying to go? When we've got that thing we're trying to get? What if we could learn to love every step of our journey? What if we could learn to be happy with whatever we have, wherever we are, so we could say yes to what is and be here now? No, my taxi cab won't transport you to a physical location, no. My taxi cab will be an education in learning to appreciate exactly where you are in this moment. This is the Enlighten Your Load cab company. It'll take you where you need to go. Fucking A. And my dad said, you really need to stop making excuses and get your car fixed. His excuses are getting elaborate and long-winded. And I said, well, I'm pretty contented with how it is. It is the way it is. <laughs> Bam! Comedy. <laughs> By the way, if anybody founds a, a wallet I dropped on the floor earlier, <laughs> I would really like that back. Please do not return it to its rightful owner. I. Need that money more than that guy does, I can tell, by the contents thereof. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a red wire with a yellow wire? A new car! Woo! Yes! Got that joke from a car thief. I'd like to think he would understand me stealing it from him. Because that's karma. That's karmedy. I agree with all of you. I'm fantastic. Have a good night. fantastic he got up on a bench in front of you guys and got really close to your faces hey your next comedian is gonna do that but from a safe distance with his words uh, put your hands together for the very very funny FC Sierra oh wow give it up for your last two comics oh my god what an interesting uh, array of human uh, abilities to speak outside of their mouth way to go oh my god you guys may not know leo but i was laughing hysterically the entire time while i laugh at leo you have to understand as people that don't know him that his entire life outside of this makes what he says into the microphone that much more genius. It's like listening to a Kanye album. You're like, God damn it, what a fucking genius. Oh my, it's the pain that eternalizes whatever it is. It was great. And then uh, the prop comic that came up after him, he was great. Yeah. Uh, 
That was awesome. Uh, what's your name, sir? I'm sorry, I've seen your face before, but I don't know your name. I know faces, dude. I've seen you from a distance. I know that. I, I don't have to. You, you gave me a weird look like I should know your face. I know your face. I've seen you. Anyway, uh, I saw Ben step on your notebook. Like the entire time I saw your face, he was like, sure, Ben's getting last, but I now fucking hate Ben forever right now. You stepped on my work, dude. He flipped the page. He saw the indent on his other page, and he was like, I hate Ben until I fill up the next page with my jokes. I saw that happened and it was important um, I don't know I'm kind of struggling right now guys if it doesn't seem like that uh, to you uh, and you know while you're up on these stage I, I don't recognize a lot of you and no offense maybe you're newer comics and that's great that's great start comedy say your voice whatever but while you're up on this stage and you're thinking wow this three and a half to four and a half minutes is so long just know that it's not that bad guys because to the audience your three and a half to four minutes is so much longer than that amount of time. But right now, I'm sad, guys, I really am. Uh, my, I live two and a half blocks away from here, uh, and this week I found out that my friendly uh, neighborhood hobo, uh, Chuck, died this week. Yeah, uh, I live uh, 24th in New York. Uh, if you don't know about the sun in San Francisco, that is the most hobo-friendly angle of the sun in the entire city of San Francisco. Hobo's gonna hang out from fucking before noon to afternoon. Chuck! No, oh, dude, Chuck! God damn, hey, you know about this guy. Oh, you have to have her. He was, he would hang, pre-12 a.m. or pre-noon, he would just hang out on that side where the sun hit, and he would pee on that mural in the mission, and then when the sun changed, he would pee on that mural, and maybe he would shit, I don't, he was a great guy. What a, he was the ho, he was the hobo Jerry Seinfeld. He, the most observational hobo I've ever heard in my entire, like, he, I would wake, I would keep my window open just to crack, just to hear his thoughts about living in as a hobo being off he's like uh hey guys you ever uh, you ever notice when uh when uh you ask some guy for change and he doesn't have a, a one dollar bill he only has big bills so he gives you a five isn't that great it's like yeah yeah fucking yeah chuck that is great that's amazing sure he's like hey guys what's the deal with me peeing on the bus all the time it's like what is the deal chuck wow oh my god you fucking genius i saw him hit on a lady one time it was the best pickup move i've ever seen in my entire life he's sitting outside he looked he's like 60 years old red hair everywhere for some reason it didn't go gray because i guess that's what fucking you know king cobra liquor does to you it keeps chlorophyll or king cobra keeps your hair the color it wants to be anyway he was between a burrito shop and a liquor store in my neighborhood the gold zone where you're either going to get a gift of a burrito or something better like vodka anyway he's sitting between there a young lady passes him and she's beautiful she passes him on the street and as he sees her he goes Hey, you wanna hang out later? And she said, oh no, thank you, I have a boyfriend. And he turns around and he says, so do I, let's cheat on them both together. I was like, this guy's a fucking genius, oh my God. He's, one time I was trying to put coins into my, the meter next to the bar, cause I don't have a, a permit, cause it costs too much. Anyway, so I was there and I was trying to, and he was like, you don't have enough coins? I have a whole bunch of coins people gave me, you want? I was like, Chuck, this is now what works, dude. It's supposed to go the opposite way. Oh my God, this is how you got here. 
But uh, I found out earlier this week, I, I, I passed by his favorite mural where he liked to pee against. And I had seen him the first few days. You only know he's alive because the urine was spilling out of his body on the floor every six hours. So he's like, oh yeah, it hasn't dried up. He's still alive, it's fine. And so I passed by and he wasn't there one day and there was a cardboard sign. It said, RIP Chuck, age 37. I was like, this dude looked like he was 80, 80 years ago. I don't know how. And I talked to my roommates about it. I was like, hey, Chuck died. And they were like, how did Chuck die? I was like, how did Chuck keep living? What the fuck? How did he do anything? I don't know. But either way, I have to go. And thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. R.I.P. Red-haired Chuck and Viva FC Sierra. May he live forever. Yay. Hey guys, your next three comedians are Ed Ant, Mary Bushy, and Haley Bendham Arc Deacon. I hope I said that right. Hey, you guys, right now, put it together. It's Ed Ant. Can you hear me out of this mic? All right. FC, that was fucking awesome. All right. Let's see the jokes that I have. There's no way to know how intimidating the words nice phone are until you say them as a large black man. Okay. That's a tone for the evening. Have you ever met a Muslim person that cared more about you knowing that they were Muslim than leaving a good impression? It's sad because if you tell them what a piece of shit they are, they say you are attacking their culture. When in reality, they are suicide bombing their culture to get away with being assholes. I don't accept packages that have spelling errors on them. I consider it a safety precaution against insane people sending me bombs. It's just a shame my mother doesn't know how to spell. That's where I lose the women. But I'm gonna try to win them back. Here's how. I love my girlfriend. She's the only person that gives me the only thing that I want out of any relationship. A sexual relationship with a beautiful white woman. <laughs> I lost a man. Yeah, that's fine. I once bought a billboard. On that billboard, I put a giant picture of myself with the words, want a date? 415-830-5217. I get a lot of calls from the police on that number. Turns out someone found a dead body under it. 
It's okay to laugh, people. So it turns out that having long, unending staring contests doesn't help when looking for a fuck buddy. It would have been nice knowing that last night, before the party, where I punched a crippled kid. Do I have enough time for an ad? So a while ago, I was a loner, honest to God. I, I didn't give a shit about people, didn't want to know people, didn't care about myself. I was living as a hermit. But I found hope and purpose in my own life. As the owner of JustMeAndChicks.com, we're still t-shirts, people, and we got a podcast. Listen in and buy a t-shirt. JustMeAndChicks.com, owner and CEO, Ed Ant. Keep it going. Hey, we have a lot more comedians here tonight. We're going to squeeze them all into the happy hour. Next up, it's another lady. I'm very excited. Put your hands together. It's Mary Bushy. This one? All right. Man, I'm so glad that uh, Charles Manson's brother came back in because I need laughs. Stop looking at the phone. I need you. <laughs> you. Um, all right. So three nights ago, I um, experienced something cops call a hot prowl, which I was hoping would mean like me getting to bang Prince in the castle on the clouds that you would see some like somewhere in a Terry Gilliam movie. But instead, it's a meth addict that comes in your house, looks at you while you're sleeping, and steals all your shit. <laughs> no, that's real. Like, I, I feel so violated. <laughs> but yeah, he did. Um, so the cops all came in. I was there. I was up all night, like, completely destroyed. And um, I said to one of the cops, the rookie cop, can you murder him, murder him when you find him? And he laughed, but the vet was like, do not encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, bless the, the hate streak, guys. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, so I, okay, who here has, let's restate that. Um, maybe you. Um, so three years ago, I had the worst one-night stand of my life, and it's been the only thing, one, and it's one of those things where you don't tell your therapist about it. You just kind of work it out on your own and hope you can move on from it. <laughs> it was that bad, and ironically, this guy has been here, and he sent me his link, and he's like, yeah, I was just really fucked up, and I just talked about my brother farting on me when I was masturbating. I'm like... <laughs> You, you do. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I saw him at my work, or like this is how I found out he was here. I heard the lingering drunken words, what up, dog? Yeah, you know who he is, right? <laughs> and I was like, I haven't even done it doggy style with you. But um, so I told my boss, I'm like, you need to kick him out. He sucks ass. And she was like, the guy in the Bender shirt? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, 
we just hired him as barback. <laughs> and so that's been my job for the past two months. Um, barbacks are like the drummers in a band. They're all just huge fuck ups and like never show up and stuff. <laughs> Like, my other bar back three nights ago was like, wouldn't it be great if there was a show called My Hot Daughter? <laughs> and then a spinoff show called My Hot Dad. It's like, yeah, that's a good one, Dane. Um, so when I was in high school, I was really, really skinny, and I had a big head, tiny body, and all the guys at my school called me Blow Pop. They called me Blow Pop. They called my best friend Spread Eagle because she loves America. <laughs> It's a thinker. The guys should all get it. No? I feel like you would. Um, but yeah, so I was really skinny and shit, and I was a model. And I did all the modeling that other girls would want to do, but I didn't really have any interest in. So I was in Europe. I got to do like runway shit. And to me, when we'd have to walk down the runway, it just felt like we had to like swap a fart the whole time or just like. <laughs> Like the girl behind us is like water, her eyes are watering. Um, and then we also have to do like these Victoria's Secret like butt things, but it really, so there's a lot of this, but it looks like you're just like trying to get between two tables and like keep the crotch out. So it's like this. Um, <laughs> um, but I really wanted to do the like car salesman modeling, like take the place of all the blimps and just be like, I took a risk there because I figured some people might not laugh, but I love doing that. Um, but and I always like volunteer, voluntarily auditioned at the cars a lot, but they were like, no. Um, I'm going to do the Paris joke so San Francisco can kick me out later. Um, I used to live in Paris when I was modeling and shit. I've been to Bataclan. Bataclan. And um, I don't know, I've seen Eagles of Death Metal. They're not worth dying for, but they're good. <laughs> um, and uh, I also, like everyone, when it happened, were like, J -j I, today I am a Parisian. I am for th with France today. And I know, despite everything that happens, you know the French aren't defeated because they're like, Ugh, you are not a, a Parisian with your L.L. Bean outfit on. You trying to hide your fat with your Mountain Dew can or something working on it still <laughs> and also like french people are kind of assholes and so you know they finally have something to be like bitter about anyway so that's there's i don't know positive things to everything all right thank you that's it mary bushy yeah it's not too late tyra wants you are you over 24 Oh, shit. I was going to say you should try out for America's Next Top Model. You'll murder it now. She'll call you a plus-size model. She's not a plus-size model, but Tyra would call her one, and she'd win the whole fucking thing. I know you would. Fuck yeah. You'd be like, I ain't no plus-size model, you skinny bitches. It's all right. You don't have to be bulimic to be pretty. Uh, yay, Mary Bushy. I enjoyed your set very, very much. You're in the running for the 10-minute... Just so you guys know that there are people in the running for the 10-minute set on the thing. Right now, it's Sid Singh, FC Sierra, and Mary Bushy. Let's see if you can beat out those guys. Hey, your next comedian, I haven't heard her before, but she has an amazing name. Put your hands together for Haley Bendham Archdeacon. Yay! All right. <clears throat> you have that in front of you, right? 
You have my name in front of you? All right, I'm going to give you one more try. Go ahead and try it. Haley Benham Archdeacon. Okay, that was really close. That was really close. Can you guys give her a hand for saying my name three different times in one night? You should get a coffee. Um, My name is Haley Benham Archdeacon. Uh, You know, I've actually, I've had to talk about it on stage before, and I've said a different amount of letters each time. Like, I don't know how many letters are in my name. It's between 32 and 36. If you want to count them for me and let me know at the end of my set, that would be great. Um, Haley Anastasia Benham Archdeacon, that's my name. I couldn't spell it until second grade. That's true, sorry, that's not a comedy joke. That's just true. I was sitting, 22? So what I was gonna say was, I felt stupid when I was seven for not being able to spell it, but now uh, I, I can spell it, I can pronounce it, I guess at 22 I still can't count it. 22, all right, I'll remember that, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's giving me a complex, though, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people who I do like. I do enjoy grammar. Um, have you got really? <laughs> have you guys seen? You know, on the internet, there's those articles that are like, um, there are two types of uh, your, and there's also a difference between there, there, and there. Okay, most of you aren't laughing because you are those people. <laughs> I am too, though. I am too. Um, what was that, Charles Manson? That's how I felt in third grade. True story. This is a riff, guys. When I was in third grade, I remember watching. No, it's fine. I'm glad you're here. I remember watching uh, fucking Melchius up at the board put the wrong your, and I was like, dude, this was last year. <laughs> we already did this. Anyway, do you guys want me to tell a joke now? <laughs> would, that be, would that be tight? I wrote on my hand too, but I wrote, it, I wrote it right here so that I wouldn't have to do that so you guys wouldn't know, but then I told you anyway. <laughs> I turned all the way around. Thank you. Um, so I was the late one. Um, Connor took my place earlier. I'm not that prepared to be here today. Clap for Connor. Please clap clap with Connor for Connor, everyone. I have no idea what you did tonight. Um, but I wish that I prepared. I knew I would be here. I want to be here. Um, I sometimes wish I was just like a dad in a developing totalitarian country. Um, <laughs> That's it, no. Um, just because I feel like if I had a family who would like starve and die if I didn't wake up and work hard every day. I fucked this up, I said this all out of order. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, point is nothing focuses you like a lack of options. And especially if one of those options isn't Netflix. Uh, I do wonder oftentimes, you know, how, like, how stunted my generation has been by instant play. Like, how much more development could humanity have seen? How many more contributions would have been made if smart people weren't like, but I have to finish Breaking Bad. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> our generation is the worst. Have you guys heard that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I heard that a lot, and it's mostly because of like our cell phone use. Um, cell phones have changed the world in a lot of ways, but I think for the most part, they've just ended the era of being able to push people into pools. Some people... Thank you. Some people take minutes for that one. Speaking of, do I have a minute or what's? Thank you. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't think we're the worst generation so much as this is the worst world. And we didn't do that. Maybe we don't want to look up from our phones because nothing is better than the internet anymore. Maybe we're on our phones reading BuzzFeed trying to finish the list of <laughs> 23 ways to life hack out of this world y'all created. <clears throat> anyway, thank you. Yay! Haley, Benham, Archdeacon. Actually, not that difficult. Just a lot of letters. 22 of them. Yes. Yay. Hey, guys, your next three comedians, uh, and I'm not sure if they're going to be the, your last or not. We're going to see with the timing, but your next three are Tess Berry, Kevin Botch, and William Lushbow. Here we go, everybody. This has been a lady-heavy night, and I like that. Not in the period sense. Here we go, our next comedian. Let's clap wildly like you've never clapped before. It's Tess Berry. Hello, what's up? Hilarious. I was late getting here because I was afraid to leave my apartment. I heard a bunch of knocking and it sounded like someone was trying to break in. I just kept hearing like, hey man, come help me, man. Hey, where you, where you at, man? Come here, hey, for like 10 minutes. And I was really scared to leave my apartment. Then I realized it was uh, the guys doing construction next door and they were just hammering and uh, I was afraid of nothing. So, at least I, uh, but I'm here though, I'm here. I got up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> woo! <laughs> it was so difficult, I did take a wrong turn and it took a while, anyway. Uh, so, uh, I'm really bad at lying, so I'm also really bad at social media. Uh, you guys must be really good at it. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> it's kinda hard. Um, can't see your pretty faces. Um, yeah, uh, bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what was the other thing I was gonna talk about? Um, oh shoot, I completely forgot and I left my notebook back there. This has never happened to me before. No, that's okay. I'll just think of something Oh, uh, so like negging's cool now? This is the worst one. This is like the worst joke I had written down too, but we're gonna go with it because it's the only one I remember. Negging's really cool now. Uh, if you don't know what negging is, negging is when dudes try to like lower a girl's self-esteem in order for them to uh, want to sleep with them. So it'll be like, oh, your shirt's uh, really small. Was it on purpose? Um, I don't know if people have been negging me. I'm not really good at like picking that up, but I have noticed that my roommate has been negging our cat. He'll be like, oh, that's cute, but dogs are cuter. I'm like, the, <laughs> the poor cat, that's so rude. That's so rude to her. 
Uh, but negging's cool, I guess. I don't know. I probably neg people without realizing it. I don't know. It's like low self-esteem, man. You neg because you have low self-esteem. You try and lower people's self-esteem. Low self-esteem. It's been getting dudes laid since the beginning of time. That's <laughs> what it's all about. What's, uh, what's another one I had? Uh, have you guys ever noticed that things get much sadder when you do them alone in a hotel room? <laughs> you have. Like drinking alone in a hotel room? Done that. Done that. <laughs> Masturbating alone in a hotel room, show of hands. Yeah, yeah. Calling your mom alone in a hotel room. It gets really sad. My mom gets really sad when I call her and tell her about how I just got drunk and masturbated while I was alone in a hotel room. She gets really sad for me. It's pretty, pretty depressing. Uh, <laughs> I wrote other things. Thank you. I've been trying to find a new vice. I don't want to do that one. All right, I've been trying to find a new vice. Ugh. Uh, drinking is the one I've got. It's the one I've got. Uh, I, but I got some like Dale's Pale Ale. It's really pathetic these days. Um, but I don't want to do it anymore because drinking, I don't know, I get drunk and then it's like hard to get up in the morning and I'm just like, I can't get out of bed and Cigarettes seem like a cool one though, because you just get to take like a 15 minute time out from whatever you're doing. Just be like, I fucking don't care what you're talking about. I'm gonna leave now with a solid excuse and probably not come back. You know, cigarettes seem like a good one, especially if you're addicted. Like addiction seems like a good thing. Like you need cigarettes. So you wake up and you're like, I need cigarettes and you get out of bed. Unlike me with my alcoholism. I'm not even an alcoholic. Uh, I drink a lot, you guys. It's really sad. Feel bad for me. And cigarettes taste bad, so I don't like them. All right, I'll see you guys later. Mary, or wait, that was Jess Barry. You guys are so pretty, I just confused you two. That's, that's fucked up. Mary Bushy and Tess Berry are both tall, pretty girls, and I apologize for almost calling you Mary again, Tess. Tess was very funny. Yay! She's an alcoholic who drinks alone in her house. Yay! So is our next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Kevin Botch. I, uh, I was... My mom called me the other day, and uh, phone calls with my mom are kind of different every single time. Like, I was really looking forward to going home for Christmas, and she was like, hey, not to be a Debbie Downer, but your grandmother's probably going to die when you're home. See, I knew that wouldn't come out, right? I knew it wouldn't. It's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but, like, it's okay. I'm fine. No, it's not okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're on my side. <clears throat> no, I, uh, I am looking forward to going home. Uh, the only issue, though, is that uh, I have a brother with Down syndrome. That's not the issue. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Down syndrome is medically called trisomy 21, and that's where you have, they have an extra 21st chromosome. That's what it is. Um, but my brother, he's kind of hard to shop for. Like, I never know what to get him just it it stresses me out and last year when i went home for christmas the first gift he opened was the game jenga yeah. <laughs> that was his reaction too he was like yeah he was like fuck right jenga 
But it like it was weird because he was happy about the gift, but then I thought about it and I was like, we already own Jenga. So I was like, we don't, I, I don't have to, like, all I have to do is get him stuff he already has and he'll be happy. So I'm just going to get him another 21st chromosome this year. Mm, I love that joke. That's such a good joke. Ah, God, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now nah, he's, he's a good person. I know... I know a lot of lines from a lot of movies I shouldn't know a lot of lines from, <laughs> though. Like, that, watching movies is his favorite thing to do. Like, I've seen the movie Home Alone 2 way too many times. I'm sure you're all familiar with the film. Uh, I was uh, at a party a couple years ago, and Home Alone 2 was the topic of conversation. Not a very fun party. <laughs> but we were talking about Home Alone 2, and the question was, how much money did Kevin spend on room service? You know, like he stays at that hotel in New York, and then at the end of the movie, his family's there, and he's running out of the hotel as his dad's looking at the receipt. And that was the question, how much money? And as my friends pulled their phones out to check how much money, I was like, $967, you idiots. <laughs> and then I left, because that's exactly how you leave a party. <laughs> Home Alone 2 trivia. I have, a, I have a girl in my life now. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Mm. I deserve it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, we've been seeing each other for like three months now. And uh, a couple weekends ago, we were at home doing a word search. And because uh, I'm like kind of kinky, like I like to do this thing where I'm dating a girl for three months and I like to pretend we're married for 40 years. Like that's, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> so we were doing a word search and the top, the uh, theme of the word search was the 90s. And I was looking at the list and two of the things on the list were Columbine and the Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> I was like, did nothing nice happen in the 90s? Like... What they were like, hey, you're mildly entertaining yourself. Remember when all those people died? <laughs> like, what happened to the Rugrats or Love Fool by the Cardigans? That's a good song. It's a fucking great song. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was afraid it wasn't going to work out with her because we were, uh, before we started hanging out, we were texting that, you know, that pre-relationship texting crap. And... Uh, one thing with texting, you, uh, you can't tell a person's tone, but you can definitely tell when they don't get a joke. <laughs> so I was texting her one day, and it was a day we had an earthquake a few months ago. And at night, I was like, hey, how was your day? And I like to make things really hot and heavy really quickly. So, you know, that was my question. And uh, she said, not as productive as I wanted it to be. And I said, well, you survived an earthquake. That sounds pretty productive to me. She had the same reaction. There were no ha-has, no LOLs. All she said was, wow, you're a really positive person. <laughs> and I was like, shit. She doesn't think I'm funny, and she thinks I'm a positive person. <laughs> this is not going to work out. But it's working out. Hey, that's my time. Thank you. Kevin Botch. Let him hear it. Yeah.
All right, guys. Uh, we have two comedians left here on the happy hour. Then we're going to choose our two comedians. They get 10 minute sets on Pamtastics. Uh, and then basically at 8 o'clock, we've got a showcase. It's five bucks. Uh, if you're a comedian, it's free. If you're a regular person, we're going to charge you just because we're, we're paying the comedians with this. So you definitely want to give them your money. Uh, but hey, our second to last comedian, hilarious guy, put your hands together. It's William Lushbow. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What you want to talk about? What are we going to talk about tonight, huh? Y'all ready to talk to me? Hell yeah, let's shit chat. My phone and notepad dropped into that thing because I thought I could place it there and now I just created even better art, guys. That shit's deep. That's honestly, uh, it's however long that battery lasts, it's going to be, hopefully my mom doesn't call, right? Fucking call your mom in a hotel room? I'll fucking call my mom right now. I don't give a shit, dude. I fucking love my mom, you know? Don't make me. I'll fucking text her during this set. Don't make me. Don't make me do that shit, dude. Love your mom for life, broey. Love it. She was down to kick it with you when you looked whack. You wore a fucking diaper as a kid. You looked stupid, okay? And your mom kicked it with your stupid ass. So you love her, okay? Love her. And my grandma's dope too, you know? She ha- uh, I've never met her, but I heard she has a really cool casket. Um, uh, yep, it has an ice chest on top of it, packed with wine coolers. <laughs> now feel free to clap. Yes, okay, no. Take it. Okay, s- scattered claps. Let's do it, guys. Okay, okay, it's getting too unified. No, 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 no. Don't become a community. Don't, don't do it. No. Hey, you know, more money, more problems, you know. That's so true, you know. If you're homeless and you move into an apartment, now you got a vacuum, okay? And that's, that's fucked up, right? What are you going to do when that shit's going down? Uh, someone asked me the other day, they are like, hey, uh, hey, you trim your pubes, dude? You trim down there? I am not a fucking child, Okay. I rip them out with my goddamn hands, okay? I What up, bro? I know you rip. I know you rip. Hell yeah. You fucking rip. You got patches of yeah. It don't look like that beard. I know it doesn't. No one's going to suck th- and not going to suck that hip dick. Hell no. It's all good. I I would I would probably suck it. All right, anyways. It's cool, man. I'm a bisexual man. I was in a gangbang with three janitors the other day, actually. More on that next week. Uh, <laughs> I need to get this shit out of here, actually. Really sorry to the artist. Uh, great piece, honestly. Uh, on, you're changing lives. You're affecting comedy sets. So, hey, you know what I find weird? How, like, like vintage clothing, like, why you would wear it? Like, why would you want to wear clothing from a time period where people didn't have rights? You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, check out this knitted sweater. It is so vintage that it hasn't been worn by someone who respects women. Yes. <laughs> All right, thank you. My name is William. Good night. William Lushbow not only respects women, but respects the light. I love that. Our last comedian of the night. Please put your hands together, you guys. It's Steve Rush. Hey, guys. 
How you guys doing? I'm not putting my phone in there either. So fucking putting it right next to you, buddy. It's so uh, it's so great to be white and wake up white. You know, every day, every day is just every day is so good to just wake up white. Can't have a bad day when you wake up white, right? No, <laughs> can't have a bad day. Black people wake up, fucking no cops. You know, white people wake up, shit is great. It's not never a bad day. Already, I'm already ahead. As being white, I'm already ahead. You guys, black people start off at 50%. I'm already at 100, you know? All right. That wasn't offensive. Oh, uh, You guys are all sensitive. That's what it is. The crowd is slowly turning on me. <laughs> uh, this fucking mic is annoying. Um... Can we uh can we all agree that Subway sandwiches taste so much better now? They just there's something to them. Mm. I don't know what it is. It's Jared, man. He's got that. There's something, dude. I don't know. I had one the other day. I was like, this shit tastes a little bit better. You know, it's a little bit of pedophilia in the in the ham. You know, fucking Jared. You know what's crazy? He was some people's hero. <laughs> some little kid was like six years old. Like, I want to be that guy. I'm going to eat sandwiches, and I'm going to slim up. And now, look at what, that, I feel sorry for you, you know? That was, that was their hero. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to eat Subway sandwiches that don't even make you healthy. Like, that's not even healthy. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking those pants that he, you know, he bragged about. <laughs> You know? You know what those are used for, right? Just throwing little kids in there and then tele <laughs> teleporting the little kids. I was thinking about, like, we could just, like, sell that shit on eBay, this fucking starter pack for Jared. S Subway sandwich and some fucking size 36 fucking pants or whatever. 66. Isn't he, like, a size 20 waist? Isn't that what all pedophilia is? All right. They're all size 20. Jail is a perfect place for him, though. Jail is the only place, like, they didn't send him to jail because, like, that's the thing to do. It's because that's the only place he's not going to be fucking kids, right? <laughs> I can't go anywhere else from here after saying fucking kids. So. Uh, listen to that silence, guys. I don't have anything else to say. Thank you. That's it. Steve Rush doesn't fuck kids. He just makes fun of people who do. Yay. Uh, all right, you guys. Uh, we have to choose uh, our sets, uh, whoever. So we need all of your help. Sid Singh, FC Sierra, Mary Bushy, and Tommy McGuire. Get up on stage. I know you didn't do a set, but I'm putting you in there just because you didn't get. He was signed up on the list, but we didn't have time for him. All right. By audience voting, we're going to see who gets the 10-minute set tonight. To, there's two 10-minute sets to be given away on the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse Showcase starting at 8 o'clock. And Mary, on, it's, well, no, it's, they were, the, they were my favorite sets of the night. They were Sid Singh, FC Sierra, Mary Bushy, and Tommy McGuire didn't do a set, but I'm still throwing him up there because I, he's one of my favorite people. So, uh, are they all up there? Mary left. Mary left? Mary left? Mary left? She better things to do. God damn it. I really liked your set. Put Tess Berry up there. Tess Berry, get up on stage. Jesus Christ, we gotta have a girl nominated here on this shit. 
All right, you guys. So, uh, by Clapter, uh, hey, guys, who wants to see a 10-minute set from Sid Singh? All right, sounding good, sounding good. It's a lot of clapping. Uh, by Clapter, who wants to see uh, one by FC Sierra? Yay! That was one of my favorite sets. Yay! I give him a lot of yays. How about Tess Berry? Yay! Uh, and who wants to hear from Tommy McGuire? Wow, that makes it fucking tough. I think it's going to be Sid Singh and uh, Tommy McGuire. Hey! All right. So uh, thank you guys for being here tonight on the happy hour. Join us in seven minutes when Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse starts. We've got two guest uh, people, also really great people tonight. Ruby Gill is on the show. You guys should be super excited about that. Uh, and Jesus, you better work, baby. Uh, also the boys from Hayward. So stay tuned. More comedy here, mutinyradio.fm. Baby, good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. 
tune in. Turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comrade march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Miren, miren! Es un pájaro? Es un avión? No! Es un chimán! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Show Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.MutinyRadio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. 
There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep 